I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Luke Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robertson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me today is my good friend, Michele Barra. Michele, what's up? Hey, uh, it's been a long time since we podcasted <laughs> together, right? <laughs> yeah, just mere hours. If, you, uh, <laughs> if you're interested in listening to us talk about the NBA draft, you should go over to uh, patreon.com backslash OKC Dream Team. Because we're doing uh, some podcasts there. So uh, we dropped one yesterday on Anthony Edwards. And we'll drop another one later this week on Obi Toppin. So if you want to know about the upcoming draft prospects, uh, we will keep you guys informed on those uh, throughout the coming weeks. So, But today, we're going to go over the top five shooting guards in the NBA. And... Uh, I guess we'll we'll start with methodology. How did you arrive at your list? What's your process like? What stats are included? Uh, we'll start with you, Michele. Um, it will be very confusing, um, but I basically I'm basically trying to to build um, a, a rating based on as many categories as I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's part of a bigger project of mine that I started a few a few days ago, well, last week, uh, with the point guards. And, and it involves trying out different features. And uh, by feature, I mean like different statistical um, categories. And but, but so far, I I'm like way behind the schedule in trying to to find a unique rating. So I still decided to use a few categories here, so not everything. And for the shooting guards, I decided to have true shooting percentage, free throw rate, uh, RPM, uh, the uh, replacement level statistics from ESPN, mm-hmm. PER, three-point attempt rate, so the number of three-pointers that you take compared to the amount of field goals you, you take, rebounds, assists, steal, turnovers, points, points in transition per... Uh, um, synergy sports tech so basically is um the points per possession in that specific uh, category which is transition uh, same thing for off screen spot up isolation and pick and roll and then i also added um defensive points allowed uh, in spot up situation and win share um why i included just one defensive statistics it is because it's the only reliable one that i found yeah. uh, the other one are a little bit messy and i i have yet to crack one that um that is sufficient sufficiently good for me so it's a lot of data points um but it works for a lot, uh, many categories including shooting guards i think yeah, mine's not too dissimilar. Uh, I have 11 different categories. So I used RPM uh, from ESPN. I used PER, true shooting percentage, free throw rate, usage rate, win shares, box plus minus, VORP, uh, isolation uh, points per possession, spot up points per possession, and then pick and roll ball handler. So, uh, and then I gave, depending on where they ranked, gave them each a score. 
and then added and divided the score. And so I have a, a solid number for each player. Okay. Let's see if our lists are different or not. Okay. You want to start at one because it's... If you included Harden, it's not even close. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I did. I did. Uh, so James Harden ranked number one in every one of those categories except true shooting percentage. <laughs> I mean, he was... He is so much better than all these guys. It's unbelievable. So the highest score you could get as a five, he's a 4.9. I mean, he's he's about as perfect as it gets as a shooting guard in every single one of these categories. And I don't, some of these categories like include defensive metrics. Um, mm -hmm. But again, we we know the kind of defender that Harden is, but I also know the kind of defender that all these guys are. And so yeah. it's not... There's not any, at least in my like top seven, there's nobody that I'm like, that's a lockdown guy. So uh, Harden is, without a doubt, the number one guy on my list. Yeah, same here. Um, I mean, I have a rating that is not, not really um, with a top or low. It's just as many categories as I have, I assign from zero to one point compared to the minimum and the maximum of that category in my data set. Mm -hmm. And to be a little bit, little bit more creative, I added all the shooting guards in the um, NBA database. So I have roughly 50 that qualifies and my qualifier is more than 500 minutes played and more than 35 game played, mm -hmm. games played. So. I have roughly 50, and James Harden is at the top in a lot of categories. Uh, is dead last in turnover, um, is not good in yeah. spot-up defense, and but he's very good on basically everything, and he scores four more points than the second one. So it's yeah. basically Harden is at 14 uh, and a half. Um, the second is at 10.5, roughly. Mm-hmm. And the fifth, uh, let me check. The fifth in my category is nine point. It's ten point oh three. So the difference between the second and the fifth is 0. 0.5, basically. And from the second and the first is almost four points. So there is a there is a huge margin. And um, so yeah, if we include Arden as a combo guard, both in point guards and shooting guard, which I think it's appropriate, um, he is he probably ends up being the first in both categories and it checks out because the number the offensive numbers that james harden puts on the court everything every single nights are amazing uh, are incredible and there is no one who can get close to him um i would it would be very interesting to compare like last year james harden to a guy like clay thompson and see yeah. how different those two guys are uh, with these metrics mm-hmm yeah, that would be really interesting. Because yeah, we were, we're missing some guys this season, Clay mm -hmm. included, who would certainly be on this list. And who is a lockdown defender, like a really good defender. Yes. And so I'm not saying that he would rank above Harden, but I think that he's he's different than a lot of these guys. Um, but yeah, he's incredible. And it's funny that the Rockets have become Russ's team, but like statistically, there's not really a comparison for the two. <laughs> it's... He's no. He's just like head and shoulders above him statistically. It's not even close. And so 
to me, it's it's just kind of funny that the Rockets have reordered their entire team around Westbrook when they've got this. I mean, he may rate out as a top three player. You know, I mean, it's 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 absurd. He may even be rated out as the second best player in the league when you just use stats. So it's just it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild wild stuff going on in Houston. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's crazy that even with all the issues that he had in January, I think, where the shooting numbers basically dropped off a cliff, he's still basically the first uh, in, in true shooting percentage behind like a few guys, but yeah. still extremely good. Even if, I mean, he shot 30% from the floor yeah. uh, for a good yeah. like two weeks. He was horrible. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's incredible that over whatever, like 60 games he played, he's still so much better than anyone else. And the narrative is, I think it was a little bit skewed. I mean, yes, he was bad. Yes, he was shooting poorly. But the first part of the season was out of any kind of previous range. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was stellar for November, December, and yeah, basically those two months. So yeah, it's, it's... it has been a weird season for Harden. Probably he's adjusting more than other players and more than uh, people credit him to. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, his numbers are, again, so much better than anyone else. And probably uh, this is also tell us another story, which is the shooting guard spot. It's it's not the best position in the NBA right now. We have a lot of good small forward, a lot of good point guards. Uh, except for Harden, we don't have really, really good uh, shooting guards. Probably we have some in the making, but a lot of them will be ball handlers. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. There's not. This is that's that's what kind of struck me whenever I first sat down to kind of ham- to hammer this out is that oh, there's one really good shooting guard, <laughs> and then there's like this like clump of guys afterwards. They're like, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I sat down and there were several guys where I was like, maybe they're top five, and they clearly weren't, but I didn't have any idea where these guys would land. Yeah. Um, because there's, it's just like, I don't, I mean, some of the, I like, guess a guy in the top five that people are going to be like, that's a top five shooting guard? <laughs> yeah, I, I think he is. <laughs> He's had that kind of season. If you were to guess, on average, how many days people in the U.S. have to wait to see a doctor, what would you say? A week, maybe? Actually, on average, people have to wait around 29 days to see a doctor in major U.S. cities. Basically, a month. If you're dealing with a condition like erectile dysfunction, you want to treat that ASAP. That's why our friends at Roman have spent years building a digital platform that can connect you with a doctor, licensed in your state, all from the comfort of your home. Roman makes it convenient to get your treatment that you need on your schedule. Just grab your phone or computer, Complete a free online visit, and you'll hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If the doctor decides that treatment is right for you, Roman's Pharmacy can ship your medication to you with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor anytime that you have questions or you just want to adjust your treatment plan. With Roman, there are no commitments, and you can cancel anytime. So if you've struggled with ED, go to GetRoman.com forward slash down to dunk for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com forward slash down to dunk for a free online visit and free two-day shipping. Number two, 
Who's your number two shooting guard? My number two is Bradley Beal. Yeah, same. Um, and I think that even if the number I, I have, I, I would stick with my rating except for one position, and I will discuss it later. Okay. Uh, but Bradley Beal to me is the second uh, shooting guard, no matter what. And yeah. like, luckily, my numbers uh, say, say the same. Um, he's very good in points, very good in PER, um, middle of the pack in free throw rate, okay in true shooting, very good in assists, very good in steal, um, and let's see, very good transition numbers for Bloody Bill as well, mm-hmm. and above average in both off-screen and spot-up. Um, I think that if Bradley Bill was to play on a better team, um, like the Thunder, for example, as the lead uh, lead shooting guard, his number would be very, very different. No, oh, uh, yeah. Because, I mean, he is the focal point of of the Wizards' offense. I know there is Bertans, but still, um, and so he is always guarded by the best player on the other uh, on the other team, and that is hard hard to do. And so he doesn't have real help in the backcourt. So I think that this adds to the season of Red Bull, and, and yeah, uh, it's it's not good that he's stuck in that situation. Um, that is probably his own making because he decided to sign that contract and be uh, in Washington for the entire season. But still, I think he is probably the second best uh, shooting guard. Uh, we can have probably a discussion with number three uh, in this list uh, in a couple of minutes. But still, I think he has. Uh, rightfully for he's rightfully in the second spot yeah i mean you you just look at his raw numbers 30 points a game six assists four boards i mean just that in itself is like oh okay <laughs> this guy's super yeah. good <laughs> he's he's i mean his raw numbers are great and really i mean i, th- I think we said there i said there was one shooting guard i mean beal is he's far off in the statistical measure that i used here but He's still, I mean, he's so good. You're right. I mean, if he was on OKC or if he was on like Denver or something like that, oh, yeah. uh, I think his numbers are drastically different um, as far as like these. Um, I, th- I think that like his usage rate's not going to be as big. His win shares will be better. His box plus minus will be better. I think all those numbers will take a bump just playing with better players and having more space. So I think that. Um, He's a guy that certainly um, deserves the number two spot. And I'm excited to see what he can do because he's still pretty young. And yeah. he's only 26. And so I think that he's got, he's, he's got some room to grow. And I, either, the, either the Wizards get better or he finds a new spot. And it would be pretty intriguing if he did find a new spot i i would like for him to stay in the eastern conference because the east is still pretty brutal um but if you add him to like one of these west teams if the nuggets found a way to get him or something like that i mean i think that would be huge to me that's always been the fit is him and Jokic, because i'm not a huge jamal murray guy uh he's obviously still has a ways to go and can really improve from where he's at but still i just don't i don't know if that he's going to get to bradley beal's level and if beal's available i think that you offer uh michael porter jr and uh some other guys and i think you could get him so i 
to me, I think that's a really interesting landing spot for him and could be uh, what pushes Denver over the top eventually. Yeah, I mean, that is a very good trade idea. Um, as soon as you mentioned Denver, I was thinking for like how you can shape a trade for um, for Beal. And, and yes, I mean, we have seen teams going a lot, uh, using a lot of picks even in the future. And Denver, I think, has a good um, pick situation, except yeah. for uh, this year where the pick will go to, to OKC. So... Well, if you, if you use Gary Harris, probably another small salary, I don't know, uh, just to make the, the numbers uh, work. And plus, Michael Porter Jr. and three first-round picks. Yeah. Like, an offer like that makes complete sense for, um, for both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, un- unless Washington really wants to win again uh, with Wall next season, which can be a reality. Sure. Uh, well, if the league stops for two months, may, maybe we will see John Wall coming back and play this season already. Because why not? I mean, they they are not in in the last spot in the in the East. They are actually not so far off. I, I have to check how many games they are. I think they're um, five games back. Yeah, which is a lot. It's a lot. To... I I don't know that they can make the playoffs, but. And depends on how many. I mean, it depends all on how many games they're they're going to be able to play. I mean, there's still so much up in the air. I would guess we'll yeah. see. I would guess that we'll see John Wall next year, but maybe not this year. Yeah, I mean, it's again three first round pick plus a guy like Michael Porter Jr. It's a very good offer, and I don't know how many other teams can offer as much. Probably the Pelicans, who have a very flexible team and can. Uh, get whatever player they want Um, but I'm not sure if Bradley Beal is the right player for that core I mean they have Drew Holiday they have um, Lonzo Ball who is playing better this season they have Ingram they they already have a lot of mouth to feed and so I don't know if having a guy like that is actually what you um, what you should target with the number of assets that you have probably it's wiser just to to keep that draft capital and and figure out later on and not going after a guy like Bradley Beal today unless um, Drew Holiday wants out and you can make a trade around him like Drew Holiday plus two picks Um, maybe the the better ones from the Lakers or three even three picks that makes again sense uh, because you can have Lonzo Ball, um, Brandon Ingram and Bradley Beal as your primary wings and, and then decide and then you have like a, a good amount of scoring power plus defense and and it, it really makes sense but again uh i would not go that route at least not yet yeah no i think i think that all makes a ton of sense and what's hard for the wizards is i mean who, who are you building around on that team I mean, John, the problem is John Wall's got three years left on his deal after yeah. this one. Yeah, uh, but maybe just hold on because, I mean, like the only other building, like Rui Hachimura, uh, yeah. Troy Brown, are you excited about him? Mo Wagner? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bonga? <laughs> I don't know Bonga. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that he's a building block. Yeah. Uh, 
But still. Bertans. Bertans. Max player Bertans. Yeah. <laughs> Soon to be Max player Bertans. All those Bertans. A question. Unrelated to the, our rating, so I'll keep it short. Mm -hmm. What if the wizards call you mm -hmm. and, and propose to you two first round picks plus John Wall for Chris Paul? Unprotected, whenever you want. Unprotected. Like yeah, at least one of the two. Say, let's do it. <laughs> it would be. Can you imagine if OKC somehow can pull off a trade like that? Then still, then he's still able to get something for Wall because he resurrects <laughs> in, in some like unforeseeable uh, way. Yeah. Uh, to go from Westbrook to Chris Paul to John Wall. Yeah. <laughs> would be an unbelievable. And deal. getting two picks every time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd, I mean, I, I would, I would 100% do it and yeah, I would push too. those picks out like three years from now or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you then tank. You can keep John Wall in your books. I mean, who cares at that point? No, and no, then, you make you play for like to 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 win, so that you you, you can again you can again uh, cash out next season when people say, "Wow, John Wall is still a top ten John player." Pretty good. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we should get, maybe we should pay. Oh man, would you would you prefer two picks or one pick plus Achimura? Two picks. I like oh, how you're so you're very down on Achimura. I like him. I think he's good. I don't. I don't, I don't know. I'm not in love with the type of player that he is, but I think he's a good player. A great player? No. You mean? <laughs> I don't think he's a great player. I think he's a okay. good player. Uh, okay. Well, let's go. I I I don't know. I, <laughs> I would do that. To I'd do that today. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, but I'm not sure Washington wants to part ways with draft capital in order to... They should not. They, they should not. They should not do that. But maybe they would. Maybe they would. I don't know. If they want... Well, that team with Chris Paul, Bertans, uh, Brady Beal, plus whatever you can get from OKC uh, in terms of, I don't know, another body, maybe Nader or whatever, you can make the playoffs in the East. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, you add Chris Paul to to Beal. I mean, that would that changes his whole world. Yes. So. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. I Number three too. on your list is Devin Booker. We have the same list. I hate you. <laughs> it makes me feel smart because you developed like a model that is uh, a lot better than what i did so it makes it makes me feel so much better about myself that i developed something that's or you're yours. a genius and my model is horrible because i spent like four <laughs> hours coding it <laughs> and i could have just looked at a bunch of stats right. in a smart way like you did and oh yeah devin booker he's had an incredible season yes i mean you just look at his raw stats um 26 points per game, 6.6 assists. I remember watching him in the draft process, and I would have, one, I would have never predicted he could score 26 points per game, but the six assists is pretty amazing. Yes. And he's second in overall assists 
behind James Harden. I mean, that's just incredible what he's been able to do on that team. Uh, yeah. Four boards, 36% from three on 5.6 attempts, which is kind of low. The 5.6 number should be a lot higher. I mean, it's the lowest mm -hmm. of anybody that I've got in the top six here. So um, he, he should take more threes, but he also doesn't take as many attempts as some of these other guys as well. Which yeah, that part... That part is kind of disturbing for me because Devin, as, as like people know, I, I was really in love with Devin uh, yeah. in terms of his way of shooting trees. And in, at Kentucky, he was basically the, the the floor spacer, and he was able to to rise up in a in a, in a blink of an eye, and with no he need no space to to let the to, to take a jumper and so having the three-point attempt rate that low is actually very weird yeah he's even lower than donovan mitchell and right. is so far behind guys like body healed and and guys like that and i don't understand that i mean he is i think that with the right um construction team construction around him he can take i don't know eight trees a game yeah seven oh, trees a game yeah I mean, he should Something be able like to. That. He should be able to get up there. Yeah, to eight, eight threes a game, at least. I mean, without without really changing the way he plays. But mm -hmm. maybe I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like to to check so many. So who knows? Yeah, no. He I, should though. Yeah, I I agree. He should. Yeah, he's third overall in per true shooting percentage. He's number one at a sixty one point seven. That is incredible. Maybe we maybe we don't know what we're talking about. I mean, this is a guy that. <laughs> Has his sixty one point seven true shooting percentage. He's he's doing just fine. Uh, yeah, free throw rate second behind Harden. Still like a distant second, but still second behind Harden. Uh, usage rate. He's fifth on my list in usage rate. Um, still a twenty nine point five is is still a significant usage rate. Uh, win shares. He's second. Um, box plus minus. He's fifth. Vorp. He's fifth. But overall, he's had an incredible season. ISO points per possession. He's second among this group. He's he's just a he's just an incredible player and has really turned into a guy that I just didn't think was possible at the time of the draft. And then he just gets better and better every year. And he's another guy where are the Suns ever going to improve? Are they ever going to figure it out? Um, and is he a trade candidate as well? Because according to all these numbers here, he's not that far behind Bradley Beal, and so no, I uh, absolutely I, not. I wonder if he's if he's a, a guy that's a trade candidate as well. And if you, I mean, even we talk about the Nuggets again. You put him on the Nuggets. You put him on the Thunder. You put him on, you know, another team. What what can he do with good players around him? So I to me it's it's pretty intriguing. Yeah, Devin is, Devin Booker is one of those guys where if he becomes available, he makes me wonder if my draft capital could be better spent on anything else but him. Like he's just two years older than Shea Gilgis-Alexander, so he fits the timeline. And. I don't know if like next year is probably a little bit too early, but suppose that 
Paisley can improve, uh, Shea will improve, and you you still have a good skeleton of a team, and you get a good pick. Yeah. And then in the summer, he, like Bradley, um, Devin Booker becomes available. Do you try to make a run for him or not? <laughs> I mean, it becomes extremely. Well, I'm I'm completely biased because again, I I really like the player, and I think that again, um, alongside a guy like Shea, he could really work out because you have two six five six six guards that can probably be reasonably good defenders when engaged not not necessarily now um and this is a very good foundational piece but does it bring you to the portland level where maybe you make a run once um or does it make you a legitimate candidate to to make noise in the east in the in the west that i don't know probably with the team that okc has today um the latter case is not possible but mm-hmm. say that in 2021 you get a very good first round pick like a very very good one what happens then like not the generational talent but a very good pick like brandon ingram or ben simmons a guy like that then you have three pieces that make sense together uh, especially if the first round pick is a wing mm-hmm. and and you probably have some complementary guy like dort like basely who are all in the same timeline. Yeah. I think it becomes interesting. I think it's interesting. I think the question is always going to, the two questions are always going to be one. Does, does he help make you a championship contender? If the answer is no, then there's no trade. Uh, two, how long is he going to stay in OKC? That's, that's the next question that you have to ask yourself. And you already put yourself on a pretty strict timeline he has four years left, which is nice because that's the close to the max amount of years that a guy can have on a deal. Uh, but also we know that those years mean nothing because of what Paul George just did. So, yeah. listen, I know that this is not an easy time. We're quarantined. We're not spending time with others. And with that, we also can't watch NBA basketball. There's no thunder. There's no Chris Paul in the clutch. There's no watching SGA grow right before our eyes. I get it. It's horrible, but the athletic is still here and we're still producing content on a daily basis for you. If you haven't read Eric Horn's piece on what's most surprising about this thunder team, you should go check that out. Uh, we're continuing to produce down to dunk episodes for you. And we are completely supported by The Athletic. And so if you could support the people that are supporting us and that are supporting really the sports community is is being supported by The Athletic right now. Uh, and I have a great offer for you. If you haven't subscribed yet, if you're listening to our show, if you've listened for a long time and you haven't subscribed to The Athletic yet, uh, this is a great time because you can get 40% off of The Athletic subscription when you go to theathletic.com forward slash down to dunk uh, some of the best stories in sports are put up on the athletic Shams Rania is always reporting the latest and so you can get all of his content on the athletic you can get Eric Horn's content you can read Fred Katz still that writes for the Wizards he's always putting out really good and creative stuff uh, about the Wizards about the league in general he wrote that that story about Stephen Adams feet if you haven't read that by the way you should subscribe only for that reason And so Brett Dawson also writes about the Lakers. You guys are familiar with Brett as well. So uh, lots of really great 
great stuff out there. Anthony Slater writes about the Warriors. He's another Thunder person that's ended up with The Athletic. And so to me, it's the best place to get sports coverage. And you're going to see some of the most creative content on theathletic.com. So please go to theathletic.com forward slash down to dunk to receive 40% off. And we hope to see you there. It's hard because I just don't know with Booker if if he is the right guy for this team. For especially now. Like if you go for him now, to me I'd rather wait to see if you can get the right guys in the draft mm-hmm. and then go mm-hmm. for somebody like that. Because I think that's something the Thunder didn't do when they had KD, Russ, and Harden and those guys that they and they tried to. They tried to go get Tyson Chandler and then their medical staff screwed that up. But to me, that was the time to strike. You know, yes. that was the time to use some of the draft capital, use young picks or whatever to go get somebody. And they ended up getting Kendrick Perkins, which ended up helping propel them to another level. But still, you wish you could have gotten somebody a lot better than that uh, with what you had to spend. And so to me, it's... But going back, let's let's yeah. do a what-if uh, scenario for a second. Yeah. I mean... That is one of the biggest what if, but still there is another one that it's still to me, it's still weird to me, and it's the Enes Kanter Dion Waiters trades. Yeah, so those are the two that really I don't understand. I mean, I understand Perkins uh, because he helped building toughness. He helped sure. uh, against like the the the. the the strong big man in the Western Conference, he made sense uh, for for that time, and they almost win a title. I mean, they, they went to the finals, so yeah. I don't think that you can you can go back and say, well, that that was a bad move. No, I don't think that. To me, the bad move was getting Ennis and getting yeah. Dion. Mm-hmm. Uh, even if I loved the guy uh, when they were in OKC because they were uh, they they get they got better, uh, they really helped, but. I can help wondering, what if they just use Ibaka as a center, and and that's it. You don't get anyone else, and you just try to use Ibaka as a center and just use Perk as a backup. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Just roll with that. Roll with KD at the four. Roll with whoever you have, um, and and just use the spacing that Ibaka, KD, and and well. And try to get a guard that can at least shot. Well, well I mean, uh, like the, there were guys the available during that era, like a Courtney Lee and a PJ Tucker yeah. and guys like that. Those guys were available. Yeah, PJ Tucker. You know exactly. You, you get those guys. You, those were those were gettable guys. If you're especially if yeah. you're using first round picks, I well, mean, you could have you could have done it. Well, and also the the Ennis one, and I'm not my my brain always goes to Brook Lopez. Yeah. I mean, what if they just got Brooke Lopez? And also, I think you're forgetting about Steven Adams. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was Steve, yes. Um, but but if you yes. got Brooke Lopez and that was your guy, and I don't know if the Thunder turned him into the three-point shooter that he is today. Maybe that completely changes know. everything about him. But let's say they do turn him into that. I mean, that's like one of the most perfect guys to play with Russell Westbrook because he defends on a high level and then he shoots threes. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the yeah. kind of guy that you want. And if he's the guy, you know, that you're playing twin towers with, he's not as easily played off the floor. No, you know? but, but imagine PJ Tucker 
in on that team. He went for two oh, second round picks. I know. That, that's some that uh, trade deadline. Two second rounders. Yeah, I know. I know. It's and you have Russell Westbrook, PJ Tucker, uh, Kevin Durant, <laughs> Serge Ibaka, and Steven Adams. And whenever you don't want Steve, you can get like whoever on the court, like another placeholder guy. Yeah. I mean, and this is not like a out of nowhere. Like Jay Smith talked about this a ton. We talked about PJ Tucker all the time on Down to Dunk back then. As a shooting guard. Yeah. I remember. Go get him. <laughs> and then once he's, I mean, he kind of played that position, but if you go get him and he's better as a four or whatever, just play him. You just play mm -hmm. him. So, okay. Number three shooting guard <laughs> is Devin Booker. <laughs> all that to say. <laughs> In the era of social distancing, eating great food matters even more. And the best way to do that is to use DoorDash. DoorDash brings all of America's flavors to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app and choose what you want to eat. And your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Not only is your favorite pizza joint already on DoorDash, but there are 310,000 restaurant partners in 4,000 cities. That's a ton. So you might find a new favorite too. With DoorDash delivery in all 50 states, Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can order from your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A. You can get Chick-fil-A to your door today. You can practice social distancing. You can stay away from everybody. And you can also have Chick-fil-A. That's what DoorDash is going to bring you. And also, you can order from great local restaurants as well. So don't leave those guys out. With DoorDash, you'll never have to worry about your next meal. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code THUNDER. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code THUNDER. Don't forget, that code is THUNDER for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Okay, number four. Who's your fourth? Who's your fourth guy on the list? Uh, I have to diverge from my numerical list because I have a very weird number four that I don't think it's better than than my number five. Okay. And so the number five, according to my rating, is Donovan Mitchell, but I would bump him up a little bit. Who's number four? Uh, I won't tell that. Okay. Let's have okay. It as, I'm sure that you don't have it on your list. I'm 100% sure because he's topping my list in categories where you said, well, I don't have no one that is better than Harden. So he's oh. not on your list, but it's on my list. And okay. probably he's not even a shooting guard. So oh, we'll discuss okay. it later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mitchell's number five on mine. Oh. Well. Okay. So. Okay. It's, he has like a pretty wide margin there is a pretty wide margin between Devin Booker and, and Donovan Mitchell on oh yeah list. but he's yeah, still it's, it's nearly double the the number that I that I oh, came no, up with mine it well I have a different kind of rating but but yeah I mean the difference is substantial and but still Mitchell is the best spot up defender and probably if I were to include uh, like more if I if I like uh, could find more uh, defensive stats, he would probably be rightfully in, in this top five yeah. with a better record. Yeah. And he's basically double the, the points in defense than anyone else in the top five. Mm -hmm. um, and he's pretty good in pick and roll creation. And 
and also um, a few other stats like points and spot up points see. per possession. He's one. He's a uh, one point one three. Which is yeah, really, yeah, it's really it's good. very good. Yes, yes, yeah. it, it's uh, it's probably the best of of my top five in that in uh, in that category. Harden's one point two four, just up. behind Harden. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, I again, he's another guy that can play both positions, and yeah. I think he should be in both lists because of that. Because flexibility should be something where you get rewarded off and not just one of the two, um, not punished by, by that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I hope to see him a little bit um, in a better spot in terms of his raw numbers. But somehow he mm-hmm. doesn't have the um, the same number that Devin Booker, Bradley Beal and James Harden have. And I think the talent level is up there, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it is. And he's... He and what's funny is that he and Booker are the same age, which is kind of mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that nineteen ninety six born. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Mitchell's raw numbers: twenty four points per game, four assists, four boards, and he's another guy that we loved in the draft, but he has exceeded expectations. I mean, within oh, yeah, the first big. three years of him being in the league, if you would have said, "Yeah, he'll be a top five shooting guard." what like that that guy like he's really good and we really like him but i didn't think that he could reach that you know and he shoots the ball 19 times a game i mean he's he's uh he's a go-to score i mean he's what he's been able to do is pretty incredible and you know i remember that that summer when gordon hayward left on july 4th you just thought oh no utah's done they're going under And they happen to select Donovan Mitchell in the draft, and they haven't skipped a a beat. They've been just as good, if not better, with Mitchell yeah. there. And you know, if they were able to keep Hayward, they would be really, really good. Because then maybe Hayward doesn't get hurt, and then and that's a really, really good team in Utah. But they're still good and super talented. And the Thunder were gonna, you know, beat them the other night, if not for the. If not for Rudy getting diagnosed with COVID, but uh, it's uh, it's pretty incredible what they've been able to do. And Mitchell is the reason for it. I mean, Gobert is, is really good, but without Mitchell, none of this is possible. Well, Donovan Mitchell was the reason why they won a playoff series against us uh, two seasons ago. <laughs> he killed um, the Thunder. He just that was the only oh. reason. As a rookie, I mean, that was that was oh. really really impressive. Yeah. And, there are in the league. I think that there are defining moments, and sometimes you, you you cannot really grasp them. Like there are players where you can see, well, that from that moment on, like Shea this season, he had like a very rough month of November, and then you could see a game where it kind of went off and never mm-hmm. looked back. Uh, but with with Mitchell, was that serious? He was amazing. He was torching um, former All Stars. Uh, from the dribble. Oh, he killed and, Mello so much. It was just yeah. got really, really, it got really sad. It got really sad. And yeah. that, that's when but they also, had to I bench Mello. Yes, but also, it's not that Paul George was giving him fits defensively. Like, I know that they were playing pick and roll, but you yeah. can really uh, defend screens better than that. And so, I mean, he was, he was owning oh, the team, yeah. no matter who was. Well, you have to remember, uh, that wasn't Paul George. That was Playoff P. And we all, right. know, we all know what Playoff P does. So Yeah. 
Beware, like, Clippers be, fans. Be great one game and then disappear for the rest of the series. <laughs> be beware, Clippers fans. <laughs> beware of playoff P. And he will, and in the distant future, in December, playoff P wins the title and MVP finals. Clearly. <laughs> <because> <laughs> we changed <laughs> that. Oh, seems right. This seems right. Uh, Mitchell's great, though. Really, really, yeah. really great player. Uh, okay. My number four guy, I guess he may not be on your list, Zach Levine. Oh, where is Zach Levine on my list? I don't know. Is he? Let me see. Oh, maybe he doesn't qualify. Why let not? Me see. How many games did he play? Uh, he played 60 games. Hmm. That is very weird. Because it make he makes sense as a guard. Um, hmm. I don't know what is happening here. Let's try to 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 see if he's a. Oh, I see. He's listed as SG slash SF. Oh, okay. Probably. Yeah. Let me let me see if is if I let, uh, go ahead and talk. I'll try to to see where he is on my list because he really makes sense. Yeah, Levine rated out really well. He was one of the guys that is uh, continually disrespected <laughs> in the league. <laughs> and um, I I did the uh, I gave him the same disrespect when I started my list is that I didn't include him because I included guys like CJ McCollum and Jalen Brown. But as I started tracking their stats, it was like, oh, my goodness, these guys just have not had very good seasons. Uh, and so I did not I ended up going i kept seeing levine's name so i added him in and he ended up being writing out better than donovan mitchell um and so he's second in rpm he's fourth in per uh his true shooting percentage is 56.8 which is a little bit better uh than mitchell's uh free throw rate is much much lower it's almost half of what hardens is um but still rates out in the top five in free throw rate uh he's he's been a really good player for chicago and the thunder have seen him play really well against them the thunder beat beat the bulls but still i think that you watch levine you're like oh that guy's awesome <laughs> and so i don't yeah i i want he just doesn't defend which is one of the reasons why i think people struggle with him uh but you wonder if he was put on a good team what he were to look like like if he were if you put him like swap team wiggins on golden state like would you be more yeah. afraid of golden state if they had him at the shooting guard and you know you put clay at the three i think that's a pretty interesting uh scenario for him but he'll uh it, it kind of stinks for him because the chicago bulls are not going to be good for a while and he was on that really bad minnesota team and so you, to me, you can't argue with the production that's there with him. I mean, third and mm -hmm. box plus minus on this list, third and VORP, uh, third and isolation points per possession at a .91, which is pretty good. Um, spot up, he's much. That's that's where he struggles, and that where maybe he's not as interesting of a player. .95 and spot up points per possession, which is pretty low, and then points and points per possession and pick and roll ball handler are, are low as well. Uh, but he's he's had a really nice season and he's a 
he's a good player. Is he a top five shooting guard in all eras? No way. Like this is a this is definitely kind of a lower part of the list where he's you're kind of grasping a little bit. And it's kind of crazy to me that Mitchell ranks out lower than him. Uh, but he's had a nice season and I think he deserves some credit. And uh, you know, he was mad that he wasn't an all star and looking at what he's done this year, I kind of understand where he's coming from with that and people kind of laughed at him but he's you know he scores 25 points per game four assists four boards you know to me there wasn't any question that Mitchell was an all-star and Mm -hmm. Levine stat Levine stats are very very similar to his he's even shooting it better from three 38 from three on eight attempts yeah, I'm embarrassed because I cannot find Lavigne in my database. I don't know where he is. Uh, he's not a point guard. He's not a shooting guard. It's <laughs> probably... This is just the disrespect just emanating through your list right now. Exactly. I mean, I don't know where the hell he is. <laughs> uh, he is not in my database. And I will try to see why and, and see if I can update. No, he's not in my list. Probably he missed... He's not in some of my database, either Synergy or the Basketball Reference one, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't I don't know why. Um, so assuming that he will be very good, he could be in my top five. But let's yeah. say that he is not for some reason, and I'm going to tell you who. So he's sixty-seven percent on small forward for this year. And yeah, but I don't have position. it. Position like. You don't have him in yeah. as a small forward either. No, no, I don't know where he is. I mean, I have to check in which database he he's basically not included. Because yeah. somewhere, either he has, oh, I see, maybe in one database he have Lavigne with a capital V and one not, something crazy oh, like okay. that. okay, yeah. Yeah, it's very, the, the, the programming, the bad coding on my part is very sensitive to capital and non-capital letters mm-hmm. so but they'll fix it um in the meantime there was another player better than donovan mitchell and it is spencer dinwiddie oh okay and that seemed crazy to me yeah and so i checked is he really better in shooting guard related categories and the answer is yes because he's very good in free throw rating uh free throw rate is better than mitchell in three-point rate he is better than Mitchell in assists, but better than everyone, basically, except for Harden. Um, he's better in turnover rate and better in transition, better off screen, which is crazy. Yeah. And maybe not in terms of volume and better in ISO points. So I said, well, he, he, he belongs. Probably he's yeah. more of a point guard than a shooting guard. Yeah. He's calm, but though. Yeah, he's a combo. He's another combo guard, mm-hmm. and it's in the same. And he had like a great season. Um, if he was to be to start off the bench uh, every single game, um, uh, he probably would be top three in six man um, award ranking. Probably, I don't yeah. think he qualifies now because yeah, I don't he, know. he started too many games. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he he's an interesting case. Uh, he's better than Buddy Hield, better than CJ McCollum, who 
who was very, very poor. So opinion. bad, yeah. Yeah. Even even Norman Powell and Shay were better than him, which which is like uh, bizarre. Um Shay Shay was very good in my reckoning, except for three point rate, where he's basically the, the the last of the of the crop of the top twenty guards. Um, he 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 doesn't shoot as many trees as he as he should. Um, but back to to Dinwiddie, I found it very interesting, and I kept kept it there. I gave Donovan Mitchell a nod because I think that he is kind of better, um, well, better period than Spencer, but still. Um, he's another guy that probably went under the radar this season and he's having a very good statistical season. Yeah. Oh, there's no doubt. And it's funny, uh, he started on Detroit and Detroit has kind of given away these guys that have really blossomed yeah. in on their next teams. Like They gave away uh, Chris Middleton initially <laughs> and then they gave away yeah, Spencer Chris Middleton Dinwiddie. Was, was just a meme for a few seasons uh, because of the... Um, crossover that someone put on him yeah. i don't remember who that was but yeah i have no idea ah uh, there was this uh meme of a guy probably irving or someone like that i don't really remember but well anyway there was a meme of uh middleton just basically losing his ankles because of, <laughs> of crossover <laughs> Dinwiddie is super interesting. He's had a really good season. He's kept the Nets in the playoffs, essentially, because uh, Kyrie certainly wasn't doing that uh, for multiple mm -hmm. reasons because of his attitude and his ability to be on the court. Um, but they're lucky that they have him because he's really the, the stabilizing force that, that the Nets have. And you wonder what they're going to do with him moving forward. Is he a trade candidate? Is he a guy that they keep? Uh, and then if he is a trade candidate... You know, if you're if you're a team that needs a guard, he's uh, I I would go get him. Uh, but I I didn't have yeah. him on my list of shooting guards. Um, but yeah, it makes sense. I mean, he's not really a shooting guard. Yeah, he's he's more played more guard. shooting guard on the Nets this season than he has in the past. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that's I mean that's that's super that's super interesting. His raw number. I mean, he's twenty points per game, six point eight assists, three point five boards. 30% from three on 6.3 attempts, 41% from the field. So um, his shooting percentages aren't aren't great. But still, he's also kind of doing this all on his own. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I really think that he deserves some some credit. And, and probably that shows you that whenever you add talent, the process is not pretty smooth if you don't get the right kind of talent yeah yeah i think that's right uh okay so oh, i have lavin now yay okay where yay. is he is he on your list yes he is number four exactly as in yours <laughs> with mitchell <laughs> five than, uh no dinwiddie is five okay okay yes, dinwiddie five uh, sorry uh, it was exactly that so lavin was uh capitalized L and V capital on one of the database and not capital in another one. Oh, okay. So I had to, uh, to sorry if you if you heard some like loud typing that was me trying to to find him first and then <laughs> rename him uh, on the fly. And yes, um, so Lavine is actually number four in my list yeah. and really good in RPM, PER, true shooting, um, minutes, uh, points in general. 
transition points, spot up points. I mean, he uh, off screen points. He's is very, very, very good. At, and as you said, so my my our rating are basically the same. Yeah, uh, which is uh, uh, yeah. I mean, and and promise we we didn't talk before. No, show. we I we just yeah. We I didn't even share my list with him or what I was doing no. beforehand. So it's uh it's. Pretty pretty crazy. Uh, so to the top five shooting guards for for me: Harden, Beal, Booker, Levine, Mitchell. And yours is the same, but with Dinwiddie at five and Mitchell. No, I would say six. I would give Donovan Mitchell a nod. Okay, uh, so Dinwiddie. we have Dinwiddie the, the number. We have the exact same exact same list. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which uh, is good. It's good to have a definitive list there. I think that yeah. statistically, that's where each of those guys rates out for the how much they have played this year. And so mm-hmm. um, it is a weak crop of shooting guards because the strength after Harden is is definitely down. And then after Beal, I feel like it even takes another step down. Um, yeah. But still, like this, to me, these are these have been the top five guys. I included Jalen Brown in mine, but he's not really close to these other guys. And then CJ McCollum is even worse than Jalen no. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, I know. He is far behind. Uh, Norman Powell is a guy that, weirdly enough, I kept seeing him, but five. I just couldn't, I couldn't no, bring no. him to that level. But he has had a great season. And what's funny is that yeah. that was another guy that was a Thunder trade candidate before. Yeah, and he, I think he he's a very good complementary piece. Yeah. when you have uh, when you want to have a good title run. Um, Last thing about this, and then I um, I finish my uh, statistical analysis. If you take out the three point rate, um, the top five really doesn't change. Um, don't know, Bill and and Booker switch spots uh, because of Booker low three point rate, and and Shea goes in spot number seven, <laughs> just behind. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie uh, and, Don- and Donovan Mitchell, oh, just a hair behind wow. them. He like Mitchell is nine point seventy six, um, Dinwiddie nine point seventy five, and Shea nine point sixty eight. Wow. With Harden being the first at thirteen point three. Um, so again, pretty wide margin between Harden and anyone else, but Shea is in there, and I think that. Putting Shea there as a shooting guard makes sense for this season because he really uh, is the Thunder shooting guard. Yeah, or even their small forward this season. <laughs> or even the small forward. You're right. We'll see where he lands yeah. in that in that category. Yeah, that's uh, that's I'm gonna what's in there because that's a great positive note to uh to end on for Oklahoma City Thunder fans is that Shea. Yeah, I mean Shea could be there next year. We if we do this again yeah. after next season. Shea could be there in the top five of shooting guards. If, if they keep Chris Paul and he continues to be the shooting guard for OKC, I mean, I could see him jumping a guy like Levine or even Donovan Mitchell. I think that he's there's a chance that he has a higher ceiling than Donovan Mitchell. Um, so we'll see. It's uh, to uh, me, it's if that is the truth, uh, it's it's a very good news for OKC. Yeah, he's got he's got to be a little bit more quick quick trigger with his threes, but. Yeah, he's working on that, and that's uh, to me continues to be interesting for for the Thunder. Uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. You can follow McKelly on Twitter at Mikey Barra. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. 
you have ideas for top fives moving forward, let us know. We can include them. We're going to go through all the positions, and then we have some other categories that we wanted to go through. But if you have other ideas, let us know. If you have questions about how we arrived at these numbers or whatever, feel free to ask us. Um, Hope you guys have a great day. Stay safe, wash your hands, stay home, and we'll talk to you guys again on Wednesday.